Hey guys, welcome back to Toxica Diaries. My name is Michelle and I'm joined by my fellow co-hosts. It's Alex. And unfortunately, we're missing Parker today. Um, he's on a spiritual journey to find himself after his trip to Mexico. He had a lot to think about, a lot of choices to contemplate. Um, you know, just had to really get in touch with inner Parker. What he'll find... I have no idea. It may shock and amaze him <laughs> or scare him. <laughs> um, but anyways, in his absence, we have a special guest, which you guys have met before. Bobby. Woo! Hey, uh, thanks for all the fanfare. I Woo! appreciate it. Woo! So very much. Good to be back. Did you um, <laughs> get any DMs over Bad Dragons or... No, but even if I had, do you think I feel comfortable sharing that? Why not? We're trying to monetize this. Look, we're we're trying to skyrocket you to fame. Bad Dragon is not the ride I want to take to get to fame. Okay, not riding that. I mean, I see no problem. Parker definitely sees no problem. I mean, look, it was a fun episode. I was definitely, I don't think, oh, I don't think I reacted to it with, with you and Parker and Michelle uh, when we got back, when we recorded after. No, I don't think I did. Or did I? I did I it. I did know. it. We we did on the phone together. That's so listeners, right. y'all haven't heard this story at all, but I told Parker and Michelle because I think we talked about it on the phone afterwards. So as you may or may not remember, I did not, I was not at the last episode recording for season one. I had uh, like other plans that night. I wasn't able to make the recording. Bobby very graciously came in and they had such a funny discussion. Now, if you remember in the episode, there's one point where Parker is texting Michelle pictures of what he's talking about (laughs) with no context because they're obviously talking about it as they're recording, I was at a baseball game and all of a sudden <laughs> a I just start yeah, a family <laughs> friendly baseball game. Like it was like a it was a local team. Like it was it was at the Round Rock Express game. Like they're a minor league affiliate, I think of the Rangers now. They used to be the Astros. Anyway. So <clears throat> I'm at this baseball game. We're having a good time. It is dollar hot dog and soda night. It's going great. And all of a sudden, my phone just starts buzzing and I open it and I was like, oh, my God, because it's just all the pictures that Parker was sending of the products on Bad Dragon. And I was like, I'm what is happening you, right now? You think he's a salesman at this point? Like he's getting the commission. He's like, like someone's going to order. He should be. He should be. Like imagine the sales. Of course. Dildo. Someone's going to order this. Yeah. They're going to order these dragon egg insertions. Yeah. So and as a reminder to the followers, these pictures were dragon penises or vibrators, uh-huh. sorry, and like horse vibrators uh-huh. or, or horse shaped. With no context in our group <laughs> horse, chat. Horse penis shaped vibrators, sorry. Because <laughs> naturally he didn't send like them directly to you. He sent them in the group chat that Michelle, like he and Michelle and I are in. <laughs> So I'm enjoying my dollar hot dog and soda and getting pictures of, of, yeah. So 
It was funny. I'm not gonna lie. I did. I did have a really hard laugh. <laughs> Again, that's baddragon.com. <laughs> <laughs> Promo code Toxica <laughs> for your fifteen percent off your first order. <laughs> Yo, but like we said, if you go to Bad Dragons and you type in Toxicas, and it doesn't work, it's not our fault. Or if it does work, tell us. Then you're welcome. Because <laughs> we have a lot to talk about with Bad Dragon. Exactly. Trying to get that kickback money. <laughs> well, uh, no more Bad Dragon talk. No, no. Hopefully. Let's move on. <laughs> it's Sunday morning. It is a Just Sunday. It is the day of the Lord. I'm <laughs> That's assuming what I was some people go Lord's to church day. these days. <laughs> This I is don't, how we start our Sunday does. mornings. <laughs> Why is this worse than when Parker's on here? What the hell? What do you mean? Because it's Sunday morning and we're already talking about Bad Dragon. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, it was funny. So I was listening. I've told you about this podcast before. And then listeners, if you ever want a podcast recommendation, this is one that I've discovered through TikTok and I thoroughly enjoy. It's called Two Hot Takes. And it's this girl who, like, reads posts from Reddit. It's usually, like, the uh, am I the asshole posts. And I get, like, really invested in these stories. Anyway, she was recording and, like, she'll record an episode with, like, her boyfriend or her dad or her friend. Like, she's always recording with someone and, like, they're reacting to the stories, right? So her most recent episode, she recorded with – what is her name? She's on TikTok. She's the one that has, like, the laugh, like, the little (laughs) – laugh and love her takes down guys i can't think of her name give me a moment it's like drew uh it's drew something from what i remember of like her username on tiktok anyway so she had her on as a guest and they were talking about like i forgot what the they were doing like second chance stories so basically people were posting on reddit and they were like should i give my significant other a second chance and all of them were like hell no run and one of them the guy was upset because the girl was having a girl's night with her girlfriends. And he was like, this is antiquated and misogynistic and this, this and that. And he's like, I'll only allow you to have it if like I can invite my guy friends and I can come too. And she was like, "Uh, no, no, you can't. And no, it's not. You're fucking stupid. And so they were talking about it. And basically what they were kind of saying, like to sum it all up, the TLDR is that women very quickly become comfortable with each other and like talk about things that I guess you don't wouldn't normally talk about in like mixed company maybe like with sex and other stuff and like with guys Mm -hmm. it's very much like I'm sure they can have deep conversations we'll have to get Parker's opinion on that but like it's it's definitely more surface level instead of like sometimes you know when you turn to like you're hanging out with a couple of your girlfriends and you're like hey does this ever happen to you and then just go into like a graphic description of something that like you would never say in front of like your guy friends you know oh absolutely yeah i i personally think we as women are for lack of a better word more gross (laughs) yeah raunchy i agree with that (laughs) like the 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 level like the depth that some of these conversations go into. It's like, I know a little bit too much, but I don't care. And it's fine. Like, my sister, like, we talk, like, oh, my God, this is going to get so gross. But, like, bodily functions. Like, yeah. It's an open discussion all the time. Lisa and I were literally just having this talk, like, a couple days ago because I turned to her and I was like, hey, does this ever happen to you? Because it kind of grosses me out. And she's like, oh, my God, it happens all the time. And I was like, oh, my God, thank God I'm not, like, the only one. <laughs> 
Yep. It's how we know. Like, how else are you supposed to know if, like, something is normal or not? That's true. That's very true. I have found out a lot of things through TikTok of, like, other women sharing, like, their, like, stories or experiences and kind of realizing, like, oh, shit, there is so much that is, like, gatekept from us as women. Absolutely. But um, <laughs> back to the topic. So being that all three of us, uh, well, I've known both of you for a very long time. I've yeah. known Bobby since I was 12. I've known Alex since I was 14. Um, I think we're going to take a trip down memory lane. And Is it time? Come- <laughs> yeah, it's time. <laughs> Damn, I wish I could bring out those pictures. I'm sure I still have some. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll have to I definitely post. post some throwbacks. I'll ask my sister to grab them. <laughs> Although, you Houston. still owe the Instagram that demon picture of you as a kid. Oh, that's right. Okay, I'll post that today. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to give people a chance to listen to the episode before I posted so that they understand the context. <laughs> oh, true, true. I mean, you could save it for Thanksgiving and just post it with no context. Just happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> actually that works yeah we'll do that since this episode will be coming out after thanksgiving no one was spoiled (laughs) oh my god that's gonna be great you were gonna be like what the hell is wrong with you (laughs) this is what happens when we're left to run things do you guys have like any pictures in which you look evil as a child me indifferent maybe but that's me all the time yeah, am I the only one that has a picture in which I look like I can be the kid from The Omen? Does no one else yeah. have a picture like this? No. <laughs> I have a picture okay. of me standing in a kiddie pool with arm floaties on. <laughs> I mean. Why I needed the arm floaties <laughs> when the water is literally to my ankles? I don't know. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to take a picture of it when I go home. Genius. <laughs> I never and, like. I look so concerned in it too, which is the thing that gets me. I look at it and I'm like, "Why do I look so concerned?" Because <laughs> you knew it was some BS, right? You're like, "This isn't gonna keep me from drowning. My arms are gonna be <laughs> above water at least with the rest of me." <laughs> well, I I posted a picture a couple of days ago. You know, like that trend that's happening on Instagram where, like, it'll say like, "Post," you know. A picture of you and your friends or you and your kids or a throat or like a picture, whatever. It, it just like tells you to post a random picture. And um, I ended up getting the one that's like post a picture that encap- encapsulates your energy as a kid. And I posted this picture of me just like, like resting bitch face staring at the camera with some shades on. With, like, a little polka dot dress. Because I was three. And, like, I got so many messages on it. And people were cracking up. They're like, oh, my God, your face. I'm like, yeah, apparently I've been over people's bullshit since the age of three. So then that brings us to the topic. Like, how much have we changed? (laughs) I wonder. I wonder. Oh, excuse that. Unbelievable. So unprofessional. (laughs) I think it's my my computer catching up. <laughs> so if you hear it randomly go off, I'm sorry. 
This is unbelievable. We maintain the utmost professionalism here at Toxica Diary Studios. <laughs> See, this is why you can't get that bad dragon sponsorship. <laughs> exactly. This is why we can't get any enough. sponsorships. <laughs> hey, I get a text during like my actual job and it's fine. It's totally fine during this podcast. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm still dressed in my pajamas. <laughs> It's not like I just jumped out of bed. <laughs> I was like, maybe I should brush my teeth. <laughs> that is definitely something that has not changed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Alex was always a morning person. That's true. Like, it was horrible. Like, we had a we had a class. <laughs> Freshman year college, we had a class together. It was a, what is, was it a theater class? Which one are you talking like about? History of theater. It was like a history of theater class. Like first semester, it was an 8 a.m. class. And like, I eventually stopped going. And so for a while, like Alex would text me and she's like, are you coming to class? And oh, day, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not going to make it. And yeah, I think eventually I, I was like, you should probably just not text me. <laughs> yeah. And it was in Jester, too. It was literally right across the street from your dorm, from where you lived. All you had to Literally do was across go the street, downstairs guys. and across the street. And I lived way further. Like, I walked across campus to get there. <laughs> yeah, I was not a morning person. But then but again, I've kind never... of changed. Yeah, that's true. But you I have always still been more of a night owl. Like, I'm definitely not a night owl. I can be, but only when, like, my anxiety is really bad. But other than that, like, I love sleep. <laughs> Yeah, I am actually okay functioning without sleep. Yeah, I can't do it. Weird. I mean, like, you saw I, me in Puerto Rico. <laughs> I, I was get, yeah, not I okay without sleep. Oh my god, she was gonna like murder me. And I was gonna murder you and vomit everywhere. Yeah, and I was like, Alex, we're all tired. <laughs> we're like, oh, oh. on two hours of sleep. <laughs> I think it was more the fact that I was so nauseated because like that's ha- that's what happens to me when I get like really interrupted sleep is I get really really nauseated which like I all everything already makes me want to throw up so then it's just like another thing on the list now was the nausea the lack of sleep or the alcohol because you also drank a lot <laughs> it, I mean it was definitely both but like I, it was also the lack of sleep too because it happens anytime like I remember when I would have to, when I worked at Express and I'd have to like go do floor sets overnight and get out super late and go home and then come back and do like an opening shift. And I like always felt so queasy or anytime like I just, ugh. That's uncomfortable. I'm also, just, if you hear you know. random noises, it's my dog. She like can't stay still at the moment. I don't know what's wrong with her. She's being annoying. She's a bitch. <laughs> You say this as if you're not completely obsessed with her. I know. I'm just upset because she's not obsessed with me. And dogs are supposed to be obsessed with you. Mm. But my dog is not. She hates me. Hate is a strong word. I would say she's um, indifferent of you. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, she definitely relies on you to, like, feed her and keep her homed. But... But she doesn't care if I'm here, as long as she has her basic necessities. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> See, I think she does care if you're here, 
because she knows you're the one that provides those basic <laughs> necessities. So therefore, she has to care that you're here. Mm-hmm. She's the worst. Point is, she's the worst. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> yeah, so. Even the damn dog is toxic. <laughs> We're all toxic. No, yo, actually, my dog really is. Like, if you give her too much attention, like, if you try really hard to get her attention, she ignores you. Like, bro, you're trying too hard. Mm-hmm. Because um, she loves men. She a, she a hoe. <laughs> right like she loves men but i had this one friend that <laughs> was like super obsessed with her and he'd get really drunk and like get on the floor and be like nina nina and she would just stare at him and like walk away like she wanted nothing to do with him but then if somebody else would walk in another guy like she'd be all over him and he'd get so jealous and i'm like dude you're just making it too easy you need to play hard to get <laughs> But it's funny but, because Nina always wants my attention when I'm there, but I think it's because I never give it to her. <laughs> exactly. You have to play hard to get. Yeah. And I'm always like, <laughs> she's oh, toxic. Away, Nina. <laughs> like, I'll play with her for like two seconds and then I'm done playing with her. And then she's like, but wait, I still want to play. And I'm like, no, no, we're done. <laughs> she's a cat. She's a cat. Basically. <laughs> but um, back to the topic, guys. Uh, Look, we're gonna go round and round. You know how this works. We're gonna yeah, get off topic six times before we oh, ever actually and get it's to even, the beat of it. Yeah, and I think it's even worse that it's just us and Parker's not here to kind of be like, "Hey guys, what about me?" That's true. It's true. What about you? Oh, that is the question. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> so let's ask I, the question. <clears throat> okay, being that you know. We all go, we go way back, you know. I mean, you and Bobby also knew each other, but not really. Like, I, you know, y'all knew each other through me. Yeah. yeah. But let's go back. And what were the first impressions we all had of one another when we met? Uh, one of you was short and the other one was tall. <laughs> there you go. The funny thing, though, is like, it could go for either of you because yeah. both of you are giants. Yeah. <laughs> I have really tall friends. You do have tall friends. I Except Nancy. I think Nancy's like my only short friend. That's and true. And we're the same height. Yeah. Rochelle's out here thinking she'll be tall by association. <laughs> Doesn't work that way. She's trying way. to get that tall people clout. <laughs> Shut up, guys. <laughs> think we struck a nerve i think so <laughs> it's not my fault that i'm short okay i stopped growing at a very young age so did was, i what's your excuse <laughs> see i didn't grow for a while so i thought i wasn't gonna be tall and i remember the pediatrician told my mom like yeah you know she'll probably only be like five four or something or like five five <laughs> a normal like average height i'll say an average height for women right mm -hmm. and then and i didn't really grow and then i hit i think like the summer after sixth grade and it it just it wouldn't stop <laughs> and then eventually i made it to five seven i think i technically would be five seven and a half if both my legs were the right like the same length <laughs> i really do think along. i'd be taller <laughs> fun fact for all you out there 
uh, my right leg is half an inch shorter than my left leg, as I found out from my physical therapist when I was having back problems. <laughs> well, like, remember my right toe is shorter than my Oh, yeah. You have fucked up toes. <laughs> We've discovered this in Puerto Rico because my sandals didn't fit right on one foot, but they fit on the other. <laughs> I was like, what's wrong with my feet? <laughs> to exchange these <laughs> is there some kind of like surgical process i can go through screw <laughs> liposuction just, just take a little bit off of her toe and add it to like my like what femur or something <laughs> i just want to wear sandals like everyone else and i just want to like stand at the same level <laughs> And it's funny because my physical therapist said, like, she was like, all you need to do is just put, like, one of those, like, really thin insoles in your shoes and, like, you'll be perfectly fine. And I have yet to do that. You don't even have to wear a special boot. No, I literally just insoles. have to, like, add an insole. That's it. And that's, that's all she told me much. to do. And I still have done it. Oh You're like, this God, is my Alex. burden. <laughs> this is this my is cross the, the bear. This is what I carry every day. <laughs> you choose to not be five, seven and a half. <laughs> Meanwhile, I walk around in like four inch heels every day. That's true. Oh, that's <laughs> trying a to be five three. <laughs> okay, so I will. Guys, say, I'm not four feet tall. Like I'm, I'm five one. I guess that kind of goes she in line with like, yeah, five she wants, yeah, not five foot, five one, five, five one. <laughs> um, oh my god, we could fit. There's like a whole like half a foot difference between. I just realized. Anyway, not the point. Off topic. <laughs> What I was going to say is I feel like that kind of goes in line with, like, my first impression of you of just being, like, a very, like, commanding kind of presence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it hasn't changed. I feel like it hasn't changed. Has it changed? I don't think so. I mean, I I've known you for God knows how long now. So yeah. I'm, I'm used to how you are. But I guess maybe for, like, people meeting you, it's, I don't know. Maybe it's, like, that confidence. And I'm loud, too. <laughs> and I guess obnoxious. <laughs> I, I'm i trying to think of, like, what was my first impression. Honestly, I don't, I don't even think of an impression. I was just like, we're going to be friends because you like the OC. And I need to talk to you about this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was not that friend. <laughs> so she had to find other friends. Yeah, she was never into the pop culture that I was into. Bobby and I became friends in theater. And we were weird as fuck because all theater kids are really weird. Like, really weird. Um, But you know what? Like, the whole confidence thing, I want to say it, it also stems from being in theater. Cause you Wait, learn- hold on, hold on. I got to go yell at a cat really quick. Hold on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Please pause. <laughs> I don't know how to feel <laughs> about this. Just gonna go yell at a cat. I feel like there's questions that need to be followed up. It's probably her roommate's cat. His I name is like, Darkness. 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 Okay. Darkness. There's a stupid neighborhood. <clears throat> there's a stupid neighborhood cat. See that like came and was messing because we have a table out front on the front patio that has like a whole bunch of plants in it. 
And I have the window open in my office and I can literally see that it was like pawing at one of my plants. And I like banged on the window and it looked like it kind of got scared and then it was about to go back. And then now I just scared it off. <laughs> anyway, please Don't continue. mess with her plants. But yeah, so jumping in, jumping back in. Yeah, I think like being in theater at a very young age teaches you to just not give a fuck, I guess. So by the time you met me in high school, I was just the weird kid that I was meant to be, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's true. I think by the time we met in high school, like, certain aspects of our personality were already pretty cemented. Yeah. And, like, Bobby and I, for example, were always told that we were intimidating. Like, at the age of 12. Yeah. Which I don't think I was ever intimidating. I don't know how, I guess preteen girls are intimidating to like adults but i don't think much has changed yeah i don't i don't at least not in that aspect now what what do we think has well actually you know what here's the thing so we talked about like like me and bobby and like me and alex but what about y'all like when you like what was y'all's first impression of one another because y'all essentially met through me at some point. I just thought of Alex as being like your taller friend, which is so yeah. weird. Because technically, you're even also my taller I'm, friend. I'm taller yeah. than her, which is weird. I guess even if you factor in that half an inch, that <laughs> yeah. she's like you know, the half a minute that I'm sl- I'm sadly missing. Yeah, even if factor in for some reason, just seemed taller to me. But also, is like. Oh, that's her friends that she goes to like MCR shows with and stuff like oh, no. that. That's no. what I thought at first <laughs> when I first met like met her. Uh, like, oh, you guys like OC and like you know teeny bopper punk bands together, yeah, and stuff like that. Because I was listening to like System of a Down and stuff like that back then. So I was like, I don't. Hey, know I this. listened to System of a Down too. Thank you very much. No, I'm gonna you. say. <laughs> I feel like your friendship with Bobby and I is like reflective of like the split in your personality of the fact that like with Bobby, you are very much like the emo kid (laughs) of like listening to all of that or whatever. Whereas like I in high school, who was I obsessed with in high school? Ashley Parker Angel. No, I'm joking. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm joking. I don't know. I mean, I know we we had a list of hot men. (laughs) Yeah, but I was very much like I lived in like my very much like pop culture, like pop music, just, you know, world. And I was also a band nerd, too. Like, I was not exciting as a person in high school. (laughs) I didn't want to say that I thought you were kind of nerdy. Oh, I absolutely was. (laughs) Just a little. You know, first impression. But I I was a nerd, too. (laughs) Like, yes and no. <laughs> right. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Like, if I first saw you, I wouldn't just be like, nerd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Whereas, like, some other people, you'd be like, ah, a little on the nerdy side. Just a little. <laughs> Got a touch of the Tino Belcher, you know? <laughs> but, I w- but I guess, yeah. But, like, I guess, yeah, my friendship is a split between that, like... I mean, I couldn't talk to Bobby about, like, my obsession with Adam Brody. Who is that? Exactly. He's the guy from uh, Maroon 5, right? 
<laughs> no. Like Adam Levine. That's Adam Levine. Any white well, as guy I had Adam me, Brody all over my binder. <laughs> any white guy can approach me and be like, I'm in Maroon 5. And like, I don't know enough to dispute this. Yeah. You just be like, it bet. just doesn't feel right. I just know it was Adam Brody, Levine, um, Stephenson. Um, and some other dudes. And maybe a black guy that's a DJ. Or am I thinking of Sugar Ray? I don't even I don't know. They're they all have the, a black guy. They're all the same band. I don't know. They're all the same. Yeah, very different. <laughs> Oh, but yeah. So how do we think that we've changed since then? And and you know what? Here's another thing, though. So we touched on like middle middle school, high school impressions. Whoa, wait, wait. right? I want to hear your impression of me, though. Oh yeah, we didn't get our impressions. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, with Alex, I was I was like, we're gonna be friends. Like you're <laughs> you're into the OC. I was like, we're we're going to be friends. Like I'm going to sit next to you in this class, and we're gonna talk about it because it's math, and I have no idea what the fuck the teacher's talking about. Uh-huh. So I'm gonna talk to you about the OC. <laughs> the way Michelle's making it sound is like she gave me a choice to be, but to be her friend. Oh, we're gonna be friends. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, we are friends. I'll see you at lunch. Well, that's kind of how it happened. I think so. (laughs) She cornered me in math and was like, we're friends now. Like, I I literally stood at the door and I was like, hey, who watched the OC? And then she raised her hand and I grabbed my desk and took it over to her. And that was it. It's like, you are my friend now. This almost became a hostage situation. Who here watches OC? I mean, do I have Stockholm Syndrome? <laughs> Is that a friendship? <laughs> but Michelle's been so good to me. I don't think she mistreats me. <laughs> oh my God. She lets me phone home every once in a while. <laughs> you guys just don't understand. You weren't there for the OC like I was. You don't get it. You don't know her like I do. You don't know Adam Brody Livingston Levine like I do. I can't with you guys. I hate both of you. (laughs) This is my cry for help. (laughs) And then with Bobby, honestly, I mean, I know we met in theater but I don't remember our first like interaction. Like I just feel like we just started talking. Yeah. And then we automatically vibed and we would always do like duet acting pieces or like improv pieces together. Any group assignment. Like any group assignment. Like we were just like, we're going to be partners. <laughs> Cause she was funny. I thought she was fucking hilarious. And then also, I also felt like our sense of humor, and I am going to toot our own horn because it's not even like I felt, I know. Our sense of humor at the age of 12 was a lot darker (laughs) and more inappropriate than it should have been at the age of 12, and we understood each other. (laughs) But you know what's funny? How, like, kids just decide that, like, they just decide that someone's going to be their best friend. Did we just become best friends? Yeah. Like, there's no thought behind it with, like, I feel like that, like, when you're making friendships, like, when you're younger, you're just, like, you're my friend. 
Yeah. Like there's no there's no other option of like not being that person's friend. It's like, no, no, you're going to be my friend and you're going to be my best friend forever and ever. <laughs> well, like I also think of like Nancy, for example, I've known her since we were nine years old and I always laugh at how we became friends. I remember I was in fourth grade. We had a class together and I heard her speak Spanish and I was like, oh, you speak Spanish. Me too. And that was it. We became friends because we both spoke Spanish. <laughs> and that was it. That's all you needed. That's it. This also reminds me of like very middle school or I, you know what? I'm going to say a certain demographic of people are so guilty of doing this. That very much sounds like they're trying to, when you're trying to set you up with someone and they're both like, you know, you're both, um, you know, <laughs> It's like, oh, Brown. you're both single. Both. Is that it? That we're both single? Is that the only thing yeah. that we have in common that you thought about us? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. You both speak Spanish, you know. <laughs> yeah. We have that in common. <laughs> I think it, this, this is a good fit. It's a good fit. It's funny. Now, going Ugh. from like middle school, high school, and then into like college, like post high school, right? But not like 30s. How much did we change from high school to college? I feel like personally for me, it was a lot. Reflecting like on myself. Yep. Yeah. I feel like I changed a lot in those four years. I agree on on your observation about yourself. Yeah. Mainly because I feel like I saw it. Well, not feel. I did see it in real time. Yeah. Yeah, and I think in high school, I don't want to say you were shy, because you weren't shy. Like, you would talk to people. Um, but you definitely, I think, and you're you're still not confrontational. But, like, if something, if you didn't like something or somebody was rude or whatever, like, in high school, I think you were more prone to just avoiding it, staying yeah. quiet, you know? Yeah. And I think in college, you definitely came out of your shell when it came to that. And you kind of started, you know, speaking up for yourself and speaking your mind and and kind of like coming into who you are now, you know? Yeah. I yeah. think I got – I think part of that too was like the fact that – because my parents were – like they were strict. I wasn't allowed to do anything really. <laughs> so I think having that space to then – actually be able to make my own decisions helped in the fact that like oh i i am empowered to do this and every and i mean like that still continued i'm not gonna say that i went from being you know i i would say i was just pretty shy kid i wasn't a social kid i guess because of that either because like i could never do anything so yeah. i think that's really what changed is the fact that like i could be assertive and i had space to do that and then also i like learned how to be social with people i sound like i was yeah. a hermit <laughs> you weren't a hermit by choice that's true it's just you couldn't do anything yeah like you were never allowed to like go anywhere and like i remember in high school like I would have, like, the movie nights and the game nights and all of that. And, like, I don't, were you, did you ever come over to them when we were in high school? I know in college you did. But I think in high maybe school, once or twice. And even then, like, my dad came to pick me up by, like, nine. Yeah. Like, yeah, it so was, you were definitely they had more me on a, sheltered. Yeah. 
And like, it was one of those things that like, I didn't understand. Cause I was like, but I don't do anything. I don't understand why I have all these like really tight restrictions. Like, yeah. it's not like I snuck out. I didn't get bad grades. I didn't like do drugs or drink or anything. I literally didn't do anything. And I'm like, I don't understand what is happening. But that's, that's something to unpack another day. <laughs> yeah. They'll say, do that to your kids. And when they finally are old enough to leave the house, they'll be like me, go across the country to the Big Apple and then just dip because yeah. I'm finally on my own and experiencing freedom. So, yeah, don't be so strict on your kids. Mm-hmm. I feel like my parents were somewhere in the middle. Like I was allowed to do things and go to parties, but like every now and then. Like, if I asked to go to a party two weeks in a row, my parents would be like, no. I'm like, why not? You let me go last week. They're like, because you don't need to be going to a party every week. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, like, I did enough to where I can't say I was sheltered, but they still were strict enough to where I was like, oh, shit, these are my parents. I, they said, no, I can't yeah. go. But in college, <laughs> I definitely took the partying up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. It kicked it up a notch. <laughs> I mean, but I feel like that's normal when you hit, like, your post-high school years. You're like, yeah, people tell me I'm an adult and I can do adult things. Yeah. Now, how do you think that I changed when I went into college? Because I, I don't think – because I was outgoing in high school. Aside from, like, I became a hoe, you know? <laughs> like, aside from that <laughs> – that's the only change I noticed. <laughs> no, like, aside from that, like I, I feel like I didn't change that much, or did I? <laughs> I'm trying to think. It's hard. Like I was thinking about this too. Whenever we were like deciding on what we were going to talk about today, because I was like, I, I have the memory of a goldfish when it comes to important things. <laughs> So for me, I'm like trying to remember how you were then because like in my mind, I only know how you are now. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't I don't know. I, I, I think personality wise, I didn't really change that much. Like if anything, maybe like certain aspects of my personality became now, more. You know, I prominent. think what it was, I think your confidence in yourself changed. Like it got like it became something like unmoving. A very much like, I look good. That's it. Or oh, like, yeah, I did. I did jokingly say my vanity, but it's not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, and I don't think it's vanity necessarily. I think it was. It's that self confidence of like, of walking into a room and knowing who exactly who you are and not accepting any less than what you like than what you want. If that makes sense. You know what? Actually, you're right. And I can actually pinpoint the moment in which I decided that that's how I was going to be. I had the, you remember Tule? Yeah. Okay. So she was a very confident girl, like very confident. And like, like she just, I I felt like she kind of like commanded a room. Like she was very extroverted, outgoing, like just entertaining. And I remember this one time, like, I don't remember what she did, but I was like, oh my God, like, I can't believe you're going to do that. And she's like, Michelle, (laughs) she's like, if you walk into a room and you act like you own it, she's like, people are going to believe you and they're going to act like you own it. So just walk into a room like you own it. (laughs) 
And I thought about and I remember being like, oh, my God, that that makes sense. And then I started acting like that. And then the rest is history. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you became unstoppable. That was your evil. That was your your villain origin story. <laughs> it was. <laughs> but yeah, I think aside from that, I mean, I was always outgoing and and kind of like an outspoken. Like I've never been one to be easily peer pressured into things ever. Like I don't other than shots <laughs> occasionally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. Bobby, where am I you? How do you feel New York changed you? Because, like, me and Alex left Houston and went to Austin, but you literally moved to the other side of the country and you went to New York. Which is not an easy place to go to. New York has shaped me to the asshole you see today. So, um... (laughs) Well, you were already an asshole, but, like, (laughs) maybe it made it worse. Was I? (laughs) I mean, maybe I had some prick tendencies. But yeah, New York definitely exacerbated it um, to the point where I'm just like, this is my persona now. Like, I can't break out of this at times, which um, is really fun out here in L.A. Everyone being so uh, nice. Is that what it's called? Yes. Um, (laughs) Fake. Uh, Yeah. But um as far as change i don't know i feel like if anything um if i'm probably more assertive because it's one of those things where it's like closed mouths don't get fed so you gotta you know put your foot down and have your voice be heard but other than that i don't know i'm not sure if new york really it has changed me obviously but as far as like my personality i'm not sure how different i am I would say, I mean, you were also confident, but I would say that when you went to New York, like, it definitely also skyrocketed. Like, like you definitely had a different vibe about you whenever you were in New York. And, like, you, you knew the city. Like, you like you, you seemed like, and, and maybe it's because, like, at the time, like, I was in school and, like, I was like, I don't want to go to law school. I want to work in movies. And I was very, you know, trying to figure out, like, what I wanted to do in my life. And you had already been in New York for a while. And you were just doing your thing over there. So, to me, I think it seemed at that point, like, like you knew what you wanted. And you were just going for it. Whereas, like, I felt very much like I was still trying to figure things out. Yeah. I will say this about... New York. I thank the city for how uh, much has shaped me. Like, is one of those, you know, the saying is true. If you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. And like, I, I feel like I hold that confidence with me. But yeah, New York is definitely dope. I think the reason I felt more confident about myself in New York after, you know, leaving Houston is because I was in a city where being different you know, we're in high school, everyone's trying to fit in, be part of the same type of um, aesthetics and cliques. Mm-hmm. It was like, you're finally not only out of your little circle, but I'm in the Big Apple. And now I get to be around 
thousands, millions of different type of people, and I don't have to worry about conformity. So I, so I feel like that definitely helped with forming my confidence because I could finally feel like I'm myself without judgment. Yeah, I will say that. Like, like I don't want to say like our school was clicky because I don't think it was that clicky, but maybe, I don't know. Like, I feel like I was, I bounced around a lot in the different groups that I hung out with. And then even when I went to college, like, I mean, Alex, we got accused of being clicky, like in TLD. <laughs> Yeah, we you did. know, so we always like, I guess, did kind of have like a group of people. Whereas, yeah, I will say like in high school, like with Bobby, for example, like you and Alex, you guys knew each other, but it was through me, but you guys didn't really hang out. And I feel like that was actually the thing with a lot of my friends from then, like everybody knew of Bobby, but she never really hung out with them. And like, not saying like like you don't fit in, but like honestly, Bobby had no interest in hanging out with a lot of people. <laughs> and like in high school, like yeah, I guess like you you weren't you didn't really have like a click click. Like you had people that you were cool with and you were close with, but like you didn't really have a click. I mean, yeah, senior year, I was already like, I'm never gonna see any of you people again because I already knew like mm-hmm. I don't vibe with most people here so i'm just gonna you know go out someplace big and artistic and find my niche you sound so artsy <laughs> no i feel like that's I, a skill you know i do a that... little picasso a little <laughs> no a little dolly every now and then now i feel like that's a skill that you two have that i that definitely took me a lot longer to understand is that that boundary of not not so like not wasting your time with people who like you just don't like <laughs> yeah i because i think that's definitely something that like i had to grow more comfortable in like definitely like as an adult dealing with adult problems because i feel like in like college or high school or even like the couple years like after college when you're still clinging on to like your group because you're it's a lot of change there's still people that you're friends with that you don't really know why you're friends. You just know that you are friends. Mm-hmm. And I feel like now, especially now in my 30s, for sure, I don't waste my time with anyone I don't want to. Like, it's it's very hard to convince me to do something that I absolutely do not want to do or see someone that I absolutely do not want to see. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's it, period, the end. Like, no, why? Like... I don't have an answer as to why I would want to hang out with them. So you give me one as to why I should, you know? Yeah. Which is with me, I think, especially in college. I mean, my, my nickname was Bichel. Yeah. <laughs> true. I was very much the type to, I, I've, I've become, I've softened my approach a little bit because back then I, it was very much like, ill. I don't like you get away from me. Like I would say that, like, why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> and and now as an adult, maybe I won't say that. And it depends on how you catch me. But most times I'll try to not say that and I'll just, you know, be an adult and just like not acknowledge the person instead of like verbally letting them know that I don't want them there. <laughs> yeah. Like I feel like I handle it more like an adult now, you know, yeah, like there's no need true. for me to be dramatic and be like, ill. <laughs> You have definitely grown on that front because there were definitely times that I was like, shut the fuck up. 
<laughs> and like, I'm no better. I'm next to her, like, gross. Like, uh, yeah, and I think I was, was on, like, was the opposite rough. side, where I was just, like, too polite to everyone, because I thought, like, you just had to be. And now it's very much like, nah, not everyone deserves that. Exactly. Yeah, so it's it's a balancing act. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a balancing act. I mean, Alex and I have said before that if we were one person, we'd be the perfect person. We really would be. <laughs> but because you're too <laughs> toxic. <laughs> oh, God. But... Yeah. Now, so now, okay, so now we're touching on, like, where we're at now, as opposed to the college years, right? What would you say, aside from, you know, like, not spending time with people that you don't want to and, like, realizing that that's okay, um, aside from that, what do you feel is something that has changed drastically, or maybe not even drastically, but that has changed from your 20s? To where you are now. I think speaking for myself, I'm starting to be more selfish. And when I say that, I mean putting myself first instead of others. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, ever. I think I definitely second that of like definitely choosing myself and my own self-care and my own self-preservation over preserving somebody else's feelings thoughts yeah because i think that's what i had to learn is like it's not my job to make like Mm -hmm. if i care about someone and they're hurting i can do what i can and i can offer support but it's not my job to make sure that they feel better and i or it's not my job to take on their burden and i can't take on guilt if i can't make it better because that's not my responsibility exactly yeah i mean i don't that that's not a trait that i can say i like I haven't grown into that. I've been like that my entire life. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, but I feel like because here's the thing. Like, and and I mean, you know, you both of you know my mom. My mom literally raised me, telling me nobody is gonna love you more than you love yourself. And then she would throw in, except for me, because I'm your mom. <laughs> yeah. You know, but like, but that's literally how she raised me and my sister. You know, and so. It was always very much a, you need to take care of yourself, watch out for yourself, make yourself happy because nobody else is going to worry about you. Mm-hmm. And so I've, I've always been like that. Like, even as a kid, I'm like, fuck your feelings. <laughs> Which, yeah. you know, but, but, you know, here's where I think I have changed, where now I do take people's feelings into consideration sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I think you're willing to hear hear them out now. I think as as to before, like, if you were upset about something or if you didn't like something, like, you absolutely did not want to hear the other perspective. And I now you definitely, like, it's not going to factor heavily into, like, what you've already decided because I pretty, like, you always, like, your decision is your decision. That's it. It's done. (laughs) But I feel like you are now willing to consider the other factors in it. And, like, slow down the decision-making process. Like, even if you still end up in the same place, you will now, like, take a moment to think about the other perspective. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. And that perspective is wrong. 
Well, you're entitled to your wrong opinion, but go on. That's exactly what I said about pecan pie last week. Yo, I was ready to throw hands for pecan pie. Look, you are entitled to your very wrong opinion, and I respect that. It's so good. Ugh. But yeah, it's interesting to see the growth. Now, now let's ask a question. What toxic traits do you think you've carried over into your 30s? Oh, oh God. Man. That you're well aware yeah, of. Man, me. <laughs> Look, I'm going to talk to my counselor about this. Not with y'all. Okay. <laughs> is, speak to the professionals. Um, We are the professionals. You are not a doctor, Michelle. I don't care how many seasons of whatever show, Grey's Anatomy, it doesn't matter. And Look, I have watched all seasons of The Resident. <laughs> exactly. I told I told Bobby that I'm practically a doctor. I went to Grey's Anatomy School of Medicine. God, that's terrifying. <laughs> sounds like she found a back of matchbox. It sounds like you're avoiding the question. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like i said uh professionals <laughs> my toxic trait is wanting to get help from professionals <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think we're gonna get anything out of her guys i don't think no. so I'll, I'll think it's working no i'm trying to think about it okay we'll come we're back like, to you all right michelle yeah, we'll what's your toxic you. trait that you've brought into your 30s are you asking me Yes. Yes. You thought you were exempt. Oh, <laughs> right. Uh, uh, oh, now uh. she want to get quiet. Oh, right. I, um, <laughs> I, I would say, Jesus. Hold on. I know it has to do with with men. It has to. It absolutely has to do with men. But I'm trying to figure out like how to word it. Maybe. <laughs> okay. So you know, I don't want to say my like unrealistically high expectations because it's not that it's just that I'm still not a forgiving person and you know people fuck up and I'm aware of it but especially with the opposite sex like you fuck on me you fuck up on me once and that's it like Mm -hmm. that's it and it doesn't and I I'm at the point where like it doesn't even have to be like cheating or anything like that right like it can literally I don't know, just it like be the most like minuscule thing ever. And if it's something that I'm just like, no, then I'm, I'm done. Like, I'm just very, very cutthroat. And I think I need to not, you know, (laughs) and just be a little more patient with people and understand that maybe like, or not everyone works and communicates the same way that I do, I guess. Yeah. So that that's something i should work on but will we (laughs) i mean it would be it's an idea you know for you to contemplate (laughs) i need to talk to my therapist (laughs) the first step is acknowledgement exactly first step is just admitting it i was a psych major i am well aware of my for like three years This girl is a psychologist. She's a doctor. She's a cab driver. She's a stunt coordinator. She's a fitness guru. Right? (laughs) Typical Gemini. (laughs) All right, Alex, your turn. I think I 
have become a more closed off person than I was before. Yeah. And I'm not sure why. This is a lot to unpack. (laughs) Yeah. Now y'all see you asked. I I at least had an answer ready. On standby. Because we're not them. Yeah. And I think the blind leading the blind over here. Yeah, for real. For real, though. I went in with depression. I came out with depression and anxiety. Hey. Thanks, Alex and Michelle. (laughs) Hey, look, as somebody who already has both, welcome to the club. (laughs) You get cookies. Um, You don't get help, but you get cookies. Yeah. And now, cookies make things better. They always make things better. No, I think it comes from just, I, I think I was, I took being open, like, I think I took being open with someone and getting burned by that. So, like, with as much as, like, how it hurt, that it kind of shifted how I, I guess how, like, I manage myself with other like relationships because mm-hmm. I guess it's it's one of those things too that like I like we all joke around that I have a cold black heart and all this other stuff like I say it all the time but I say that to like deflect from the fact that I feel things very deeply and I am working on being more comfortable with feeling feelings <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, and it, I, I think it's very much that of like being okay that some things are gonna hurt, some things are going to be sad, some things are gonna be frustrating, and like not needing everything to be perfect and prim and in its place. And I don't know if that's just because I'm a super Virgo and I crave perfection because i feel like that the perfection is like what is validating or what but i feel like i've become a more closed off person and i'm kind of relearning to be more open and to say like hey like these are the people that are in your life for a reason like why wouldn't you be okay expressing like some of your like some of the random like thoughts in your head that you know you need to share with people yeah and i I think it's crazy because like I'm pretty sure most people that know us and know our friendship or actually know people that know us as like acquaintances, right. Or are somewhat familiar with us would assume that I'm the one that's a lot more closed off. Yeah. Outwardly but it's facing, actually we're very not much true. The opposite. Yeah. <laughs> I'm great at small talk. I can bullshit you all day long and you will never know a thing about me other than like superficial shit when we leave the conversation. Yeah. And whereas with you, that's not a thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, you will feel like we're BFFs. You're going to get to know, like, my life story. I'm going to know yours. But here's the thing. Will you be my BFF? Probably not because I'm an oversharer by nature. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, don't feel special. But, wow. but you know, I think I, I definitely am more open to, like, new friendships, new people, new relationships um than you are like i'm very much like yeah fuck it you know like, yeah and like, i'm very much like who is this <laughs> stranger danger yeah bobby would you like to chime in i um same alex i also am working with that but um i think 
my thing that I carried into a 30s that I'm working on is managing anxiety um, and just acknowledging that there are going to be things out of my control no matter how much I prepared, how hard I tried, um, even if it was quote unquote good enough, whatever it may be, um, that that's just how life works and it sucks. Um, but it's what I have to accept and just roll with it. Um, so that's one of the many things I'm trying to work on. I feel like a lot of people can probably relate to that. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. This got a lot deeper than I thought it would. <laughs> <laughs> But it like, goes back to my point at the top of the podcast. This is what happened when, like, women talk to each other. <laughs> true. Oh, my God. This is so true. <laughs> like, you're just all of a sudden you're like, yeah, man, you know, I really thought about running my husband over with my car the other day. Like, I tapped him a little bit. Then I was like, nah, you know, like shit like that comes out. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, who hasn't thought about that? Right. <laughs> I mean, you you <laughs> literally did hit me with your car. I remember with this guy that I was involved with, um, I asked him once, and Kim was there, and she was like, there's something severely wrong with you guys. But I remember asking him, I was like, have you ever wanted to hit me? Oh, my God. Oh, I remember you telling me about this afterward. And he was like, what the fuck? Yeah, more than once. And and I was like, it's okay. I thought about smothering you while you were sleeping a few times. And Kim was like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? It's crazy because, like, in the thick of it, that seems normal. But, like, when you're out of it, you're like, yo, if I ever get to that point, maybe. Maybe this ain't the one for me. Yeah. And I should dip. Because I'd rather break up before one of us ends up in the, like, back of a cop car and the other one mm-hmm. in the back of an ambulance. And guess what? I'm not going to be in the ambulance. I'm not catching a case over these men. They ain't worth it. Yep. So let's just like remove ourselves. But it's just crazy how like. It gets to them. Yeah. And so many of us think that's like normal. Like everyone just gets upset. But it's kind of like, no, maybe get to a point of like wanting to bludgeon someone. Maybe. Maybe we should end it. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Just to let you guys know, he is alive. He is. I didn't. I didn't kill him. No. (laughs) He is alive and thriving, I think, I guess. He is. He is. He actually, it's funny. Okay. Random (laughs) off topic story. But I saw on Instagram that he made some shoes for for a friend of mine or not like we were like for a college friend, but like her fiance got them from him. But like, I don't know in which circles any of them would have ever run together. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so I like, mean he's 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 doing well. Yeah. So he he's yeah. doing great. He's thriving. Don't worry. No one has to be worried. Yeah, I'm like, shout out to you. You know who you are if you listen. <laughs> yeah. Like good good for you. I will talk about you in the future because we were toxic as fuck. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that is one of the ones that I avoid. I hate talking about that one, but that's another story. That's that's another. That's another. That's trauma part for of the day. reason why I was, I think, <laughs> as horrible as I was in my twenties. He is to blame, but he also knew it. 
And I told him that I was allowed to blame him for everything, even weather, mm-hmm. for like five years. That was the rule. That was, was the rule. rule. <laughs> so Michelle and I came up, or actually Michelle came up with this rule, was that if somebody broke your heart, you're allowed to hate them for five years. But it yep. like that five years is also dependent on the time that you were together. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. if you're only together for like three weeks, you can't hate him for five years. You can hate him oh, for absolutely like, not. yeah, you can hate him for like a month or two and then you got to get over it. Yeah. And that was it. It was literally like we hit like the five year mark. And then I was like, all right, you got to get the fuck over it. We're done. <laughs> and then we're done. And yeah. it, and it happened. Like I would like randomly text him and I'd be like, I had plans and it's raining. This is your fault. I hate you. <laughs> and he'd be like, okay, that's, I'll take it. <laughs> I wish the listeners could see my face right now. Like, try to make sense of all this toxicness. I'm just like, <laughs> my gosh, that's all. No, but like, I think, I think that it, it honestly, we're going to save it for another episode. But like, you know, conversations yeah. were had and, and, you know, conversations <laughs> were had, hands were thrown. No hands, no, <laughs> no hands were thrown. I almost No hands were thrown ever. I almost threw hands. <laughs> In my head, I did. In reality, I managed to maintain my composure. But he was scared of me for a reason. A plate, may, a plate may have been thrown, but no hands. No hands. <laughs> like he, he was afraid of Alex. And nope. Megan was cool with Kim. Was cool with Bobby. Because <laughs> look, look. I'm just saying, I'm just, in a hypothetical situation, if you were to hypothetically poison someone with, I don't remember if it's arsenic or cyanide that smells like almond, you put them, you put it in something that has almond in it. So like an almond cookie, (laughs) an almond butter, an almond smoothie, and then, you know, look at that. They're foaming at the mouth and oops, they're dead. We are in no way telling you guys how to. It's a hypothetical someone. situation. It's a hypothetical situation <laughs> that we are in no way endorsing. All I will say is Visine. Or Visine. You figure it out from there. What about it? I'm. I, <laughs> I feel like I need to Google now. I'm no one's accessory to any murder. Yeah. No. But if you were, you know, to consider household items. <laughs> Oh my god. I'm not suggesting it. Well, I'd like to think I'm not as toxic anymore. And I'll say this, the only reason I was cool with unknown redacted <laughs> is because I was like if you didn't like it, you would leave. True. True. See, yeah, it's true. <laughs> See, I was like what y'all do ain't none of my business. Y'all, also I was like 19. So, you know, it was yeah. a while back. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, I mean, it lasted for in the twenties, but but it started very young. Um, yeah, I think you know what? That's actually an aspect that I've grown in a lot from my twenties to my thirties, and actually, I would say like from my like early mid twenties to my late twenties is kind of where it started. I became like if it's toxic like that, like if I start having feelings like that. I, I'm out mm-hmm. like I'm not I think when I was younger and I, I feel like a lot of us could relate to this like it was definitely like you would give into the drama more and the toxicity of it and and I feel like a lot of us confuse that for like passion mm-hmm. you know 
And as I got older, I was like, yo, this is stupid. Like, this is this is not good for me. I'm becoming this like angry, jaded person. And I don't like being angry and bitter, you know, and I now I bounce. I'm, and, and, but, you know, but then I also like overcorrected. And I think that's where we're at in my 30s where like mm-hmm. now I'm like, I don't like how you chew. So bye. <laughs> so I need to find a balance, guys. Yeah. Balance. Maybe balance in my 40s. Important. I feel like that's just what happens. Like you go too much one way and you get really burnt. So then you like course correct the other way thinking that it's going to be better. And then you're like, oh, shit, I just fucked myself up. <laughs> <laughs> We'll try again in our 40s. Yeah, we'll try again. It's it's going to be fine. It's fine. It's Look, fine. the pattern says that Chris Evans and I have great compatibility, so. <laughs> <laughs> he don't know it yet. He don't know it yet. we go together. And he might be dating Selena Gomez, which actually, if he is, I'm not mad at it. Me neither. I'm excited about that. Yeah. I, I think that would be so cute. He needs a Latina in his life. And Thank you. Yeah. Like, look like, at Ben. Look at Ben. He started <laughs> with J Lo. This is this is why Alex is my pop culture friend. <laughs> exactly. Like, look at Ben. He started with J Lo. Then, like, they went their separate ways, and then what happened? He came right back to J Lo. Yep. Facts. She makes. And he's water. also from Boston. Ew. <laughs> Sorry to Boston listeners, but you know why I said ew. <laughs> you know it. You know what you did. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, I think we've we've somewhat touched on who we were and who we are now, I guess. I think I so. Guess. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, we don't want to go too deep into things because it leads into other episodes that we do plan on discussing. Um, so yeah, I think that wraps it up for today, guys. Yep. Make sure that you guys are following us on social media at The Toxica Diaries. As usual, make sure to participate in our Toxica Thursdays. They have not been on and popping, so I have some issues with you guys at the moment. We will fight. Remember, (laughs) I'm the violent one. (laughs) Do you want to fight me? There you go. (laughs) Do you you want to catch these hands? (laughs) Anyways... Uh, if you guys have any stories that you guys want to share with us, you can always slide into our DMs. We do read them. Um, and you can also email us at the Diaries at gmail.com. Um, make sure to like, follow, subscribe. You can listen to us, as Parker would say, anywhere where you can listen to a podcast. <laughs> Spotify, Apple, just name your poison. We're probably there. Um, and I think that's it from us. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Later.